Namaste. We're here with Gautam Ji once again. Gautam, thank you so much uh, for your time as always. Namaste. Thank you, Nick. Pleasure to be here again. So, in today's podcast, we'll be discussing a very important topic and it's being shared on the very auspicious day of Guru Purnima. The topic is, which step are you taking? Uh, and Gautam, I would like to share a little background about how this topic came about. A few days ago, uh, a friend introduced me to a temple and a trust of Baba, a very beautiful temple in uh, Bangalore. And uh, I will share a link of this place uh, below in the description. And as you enter the temple, they have uh, some, uh, you know, some quotes of Baba that Baba has uh, inspired them with. And it is very much the same thing that Baba has said in the Charitra as well. And there was a beautiful line over there by Baba that if you take one step to God, God takes 10 steps to you. So I felt a discussion about this and around this uh, for devotees, for the perspective of sadhana, effort and, uh, you know, for our devotion, if we can have with you. Of course, that would be a nice topic to discuss. In fact, this uh, many other saints have also said, I, I believe even Ramakrishna Dev would say the same thing in different words. And uh, I felt uh, this also goes to show to me is the effort on the devotee's part. It could begin with yearning, uh, you know, but sincerity and then practice. Yes. You see, this thing about if you take one step is very interesting. Now, normally, when we have setbacks in life, let's say, loss of some sort or a tragedy, that is when we think of God, you see. And as uh, the great Advaita sage Ramana Maharshi said, if not the first blow, if not the second blow, third, fourth or fifth, eventually one starts asking what life is about. You, so you could say that is taking a step towards God. What tends to happen, Nick, in my estimation, is that we take a step towards God because we want certain things. I don't think that is the step being referred to. What is being referred to is accepting the will of a higher power, of the source, which we call God. When we take a step to God in that sense, with an attitude of acceptance and surrender, then this quotation comes into play. That one step towards me and I will take ten steps towards you. Gautam, could we discuss this also in the light of practices, like especially it being Guru Purnima, I felt, you know, from the perspective of worship, from the perspective of remembrance, remembering Baba in our hearts and minds all the time, then through the reading of the Charitra, you know, the bhajans, the artis, meditation, all these aspects also, if you could, uh, you know, the, the steps, because see, in every moment we have a choice what we do with our time, the most precious thing we are all given. So if you could shed a little bit of light on that, please. 
You see, Nick, that's a, a very beautiful thing comes into play when we are immersed in all that you mentioned. You see, after all these, you could say, are different techniques to remember God. Whether we are reading something, we are just having Baba in remembrance. What is basically happening, if we really see it in its uh, very fine view, normally in the day we are obsessed with ourselves. You know, we are obsessed with what we can do for ourselves, who we are, the masks we wear. Now, when that turns around, when we the spotlight is moved away from ourselves to the source, as represented by Baba in this case, that is called the process of being unselfed. Because now my spotlight is on this power, this divine power which knows best. I have my limitations. The ego is very limited. All through my day, I'm functioning in a very limited way. But if throughout the day, my remembrance is on God through tools and techniques which appeal to me, whether it is reflecting on the teachings, reading some passages, or just visualizing Baba, whatever it may be. If that is constant, then what is the content of my consciousness? Rather than the poor me and my story and my worries and my hopes and my ambitions, it is, content is now divine. It is sacred. I have now tapped into the source, so to speak. And that is when I realize things are in harmony. Because you see, the little me is in conflict all the time. Either I'm not happy about what someone said or what someone did or a certain result in my life or a certain happening. I'm always unsatisfied, you see. But when my content is full of God and divinity, there's no room for that dissatisfaction. And that is why the Guru is what, Nick, after all? You see, if you look at the definition of the word Guru, they are various. Remover of darkness, giver of light, remover of ignorance, spiritual weight. You see, so these are the definitions of the word Guru, right? And what is this darkness? It is the ego with all its antics. So Guru Purnima, in fact, is such a sacred day, especially for anyone who's on the spiritual path. Because it is on this day that the grace flows the strongest. You see, in fact, Nick, you began with the statement, if on Guru Purnima, we take that one step, we will be quite surprised as to how much grace does for us. Gautam, I also wish to speak with you about satsangat. Because one thing I felt is, you know, when we are devotees of Baba, you know, we are all, as you use the word brothers and sisters, uh, like Guru Bandhu. You know, when we are in that company where everything we talk about or share is about Baba, it gives great joy to the heart. 
like I have felt this, that this bond is very special with those few devotees or, you know, friends where you sense that love for Baba emanate from them. So, you know, then I feel that also in a way aids one's sadhana or, you know, like we walk towards Baba together. Yes, you see, this is, again, I must say you've raised a very pertinent point. Now, I'll tell you, supposing you meet some friends from your past, let's say there's a social circle or whatever context may be, and you discuss those kind of things. Which holidays have you been to? Which restaurants have you visited? Which movies have you seen? There's no harm in that. But that is where the level of communication is. You see, with satsang, with the sangha, which is what? The company of truth. In this case, it is truth which has brought people together. It is truth which has brought the people together. In different ways, you know, it may fe one person may feel through a chance encounter with someone, I have become part of a group. Someone who was really seeking desperately to belong to a group found it, whatever it be. It is the quest for this truth. What is life about? There's definitely more to it than what I'm seeing, which brings people together. So there are no masks being worn because, you see, we are not trying to impress our Guru Bandhus. We have been drawn to the light. This is a very special relationship. And this is really uh, something to take note of because then we can support each other on this path. It so happens, I'll give you one example. I may have mentioned this before. I knew someone in Delhi who was very drawn to a spiritual master. His name was Nisardatta Maharaj. He was extremely drawn to Maharaj and his teachings. But he could not find anyone in his neighborhood who had the same interest. And it was all about mundane conversations which he was getting tired of. So that yearning for satsanga was so great for him, Nick. You know, now this is a very beautiful sign also because you could say that uh, this inner calling has been awakened. And so for those who are already part of a satsanga, they need to understand it's of tremendous value. Because this sangha is a sangha which is supposed to be supporting each other on life's journey. And satsanga does not just mean people. The company of truth means what is the company you keep in your own mind throughout the day. So, for example, if in the daytime we find we are, uh, you know, condemning people, judging people and criticizing them, that is the content of our consciousness, right? Is that the company of truth? Whereas if we see that everyone is an instrument of God, how God has designed that person, I don't take things personally anymore. I am nobody to judge. I am nobody to condemn. If I find flaws in the other, then I most certainly have flaws in myself too. 
So Satsanga, this company of truth, you see, uh, American mystic Joel Goldsmith said something very beautiful. He said the word neighbor does not just mean your physical neighbor. What are the neighbors in your mind? They are closer to you in fact. What thoughts are you harboring? Are they thoughts of harm, of uh, conniving, of you know all these qualities which uh, are very prevalent as we know. Judging, blaming, condemning, hatred, malice, ill will, spite. Or is the satsanga, is the neighbor imbued with that same quality of truth? So here the point Nick is, I feel that a devotee of Sai Baba in this sense has to be quite watchful that what is going on throughout the day, not just with people, but in my own mind. You it's know, a very important uh, point you have raised. It is Baba's assurance in the Charitra that where my Leelas are sung, uh, day and night, everywhere, in every direction, I am there, ever present, over there, you know, where my Leelas are sung. So, you know, Kirtan, Bhajan, Baba has said that when people come together and that is experienced by millions of devotees throughout. So, you know, sometimes uh, if one needs a bit of a spark just to remember Baba's assurance and uh, as you said, it is not necessary we have to have somebody else. But uh, even if one is immersed in the Charitra and uh, Baba's Bhajans with that faith that Baba has given this assurance, then that I feel is a very important step one can take. And more so important in this day and age, because we are so fragmented from morning to evening. We are multitasking, doing hundreds of things. Uh, social media is consuming us. You know, we are truly living very fragmented lives. Now, when that whole focus comes together on one unit, which is Baba, and it constantly happens, then that starts permeating our day. That overrides what has otherwise been our default setting of being too distracted and fragmented. Mm. So this constant remembrance is like as if we are collecting our consciousness together in a sense to come back to some wholeness, you know, some something which is uh, full, something which is beyond the little me. And definitely because the ego knows that it needs something to focus on. So whether if one is inclined to bhajans, whether if one is inclined to reading or both, Whatever it be the means, you know, this coming together is quite important. Now, for example, uh, I remember reading somewhere that a devotee told Ramana Maharshi that uh, when I'm at work, I completely forget about all this, the self and this and the source and all that. So Bhagwan replied to him saying, whenever you are at work, tell yourself, it is not me who is working, but rather it is the current that is working through me. So what is that? That is the process of being unselfed because till now I feel I'm the doer. I'm working, I'm working very hard and you know, taking that whole onus on myself. 
Now, if we say that, okay, Baba, whatever happens during the course of the day, it's very clear to me you are guiding it. You're the force behind it. I am the instrument. Then I find that I am not that invested in the work in terms of, you know, it becoming a burden and a load on me. Because then the strength comes from that source too. So this also is remembrance. This is satsanga. That every time I find I'm too involved in a situation, too caught up, anxious, wound up, it's a sign that the me, the little me, has taken possession of it. And when I relax and surrender and step back and say, all right, there is a, an intelligence which is far more intelligent than I am. Let me allow it to do its job. That is when Baba takes over. You see, but that space has to be created. And remembrance is the key to that. You know, there was a very, there is a very beautiful line in the Aarti, uh, which is Jaisa Bhav, Taisa Anubhav. And while I was working on the book Sai Baba and Anna, Dr. Gavankar, uh, one of Baba's Mahabhaktas, he had specifically had satsang on this one line. He would tell devotees that reflect on this line in the Aarti. As is your bhav, so is your experience. Very true. And if your bhav is uh, compromised, hmm. feeble, fragmented, that will be one's experience. So that would automatically take me to the next question there to get it, you know, all in, of course, the practices. But then just awareness, even if you realize that, okay, it is fragmented, that awareness itself is a great starting point. Of course, it's a very big thing because mostly we are not aware. You see, because we are running on old patterns and old conditioning just with, you know, blinders on and we could do that for the rest of our lives so when this awareness comes my god i was involved in something or this happened that awareness is truly a gift a gift from god and we are human beings we are going to take missteps we are going to trip no doubt about it but by and by when we find that our remembrance is now more effortless because of the sadhana we've done or earnestness, sincerity. It's, become, it's coming more and more, becoming our new default setting, you know, which brings with it a degree of peace, equanimity and calm, which I did not have earlier. Then I know that remembrance, satsanga is happening effortlessly because the only measure is how it has impacted my life and that I will know that is truly the test of my practices and sadhana and efforts if I am able to navigate my boat through choppy waters 
trusting the hand of the divine obviously i will be more at peace than if i thought i was doing it myself one other beautiful thing in this temple uh was related to this baba also emphasizes as is your relationship you take with me so will your experience be so if you see baba as your parent if you see baba as your guru now i has also spoken about this uh, in detail in her interviews that take one specific relationship with baba and look up to baba through that lens not that just to make it clear we are not saying one is better than the other but one definitive relationship and you know baba himself to add to this point in the charitra has many times he's told his devotees that you know this is a beautiful practice one can inculcate that make baba part of your daily life for example if you're cooking think baba would like this dish let me make it dedicate this to for him if you're going out pray baba please come with me be with me guide me protect me so in every daily action it is thereby surrendered you remember baba so this practice also baba himself has told devotees to try and do in the charitra so i felt if we could discuss this in the light of the relationship yes in fact uh, what you said is beautiful but very hard to practice unless we are really dedicated because you know again what you're saying is a constant remembrance hmm. but we don't think before we step out of our homes you know just open the door run down go here go there to do things now when baba says for example if this thought is if you take me as a friend i am your friend if you take me as a parent i am your parent you see it's very important now the thing is i have many friends so i am i taking baba as only a friend baba has kept everything open he is saying whatever you take me as i am that so that is established now if i take baba as a parent in fact someone wrote to me nick that i consider sai baba my grandfather okay now you already have parents or you had them and you had grandparents right so these relationships are already there in your life in different forms and with different forms now if you take baba as the guru what happens is then baba becomes all your relationships he becomes the friend he becomes the parent he becomes your co-worker it is all encompassing you see this is very important because i may feel that for example i am someone who doesn't believe too much let's say in the concept of a guru let's say i'm new on this journey and i have that belief and i say oh i prefer to consider so and so as my friend that's all right wherever you are standing you build that relationship but the point here is that you have a representation of divinity which is nothing else than your higher self 
and if we embrace that first magnitude the guru sai baba is the guru then he will define all the relationships in our life but if we approach him only from one dimension that he is just like a grandparent he is just like a friend you see we miss this wholeness of sai baba so so i think what baba is doing is beautiful by by saying that i am who you want me to be he's wide open hmm. now the point is are we wide open to take him for everything and not just one dimension of the relationship see i would like to add something here i for example of course sees baba as her guru but she sees when she was young she would see baba as her grandparent her grandfather but you see that was so complete and whole you know when i spoke of the practices earlier you see that connection that bond that dependence was so complete that she would never do something without his consent by that i mean prayer exactly remembrance so i would not want to undermine that any relationship is lesser than the other but i would come back to this one point of bhav complete remembrance and complete faith and see this is why i feel the reading and understanding of the charitra is so important gautam because baba has specifically spoken on this in his very own words that you know where even for example then something simple as simple which normally you know the lay person may look at cooking as just a core that too can become sadhana so while you are in your immersed in your day to day responsibilities so long as it is dedicated to him then it becomes a sadhana and then baba it is all directed towards baba and he runs the show then it is then his responsibility yes and also what i feel happens let's stay cooking hmm. then one is more <laughs> joyful and looking forward to this activity hmm. you know sometimes we are so pulled down by the burden of life and we think everything is a chore and everything is tiresome that is the energy we bring to the task let's say in this case cooking but as you rightly said imagine we are cooking for baba then what will be our food <laughs> you know we are not going, going to be grumbling and you know <laughs> being morose about it i would like to add something and this applies only to baba and you know we are so fortunate here that he rewards devotees then comes the little miracles and little little something when you know like like a child you know like he will reward you i'm not uh we've all experienced it so as one goes forward then coming back to baba's assurance that you take that first step baba will take the 10 so you know then these are signs of encouragement obviously we don't like get stuck there but uh, that is so beautiful like as, as we go towards him he too shows his signs of presence which everyone here has experienced in some form or the other Yes and then what we find is that one step on our part becomes two three four five <laughs> you know 
it's like it it's it's just expanding all the time it's so beautiful and i just to reiterate this point nick when that starts happening we are no longer living our lives as the little me the the small ego with its problems trying to survive battle navigate relationships navigate situations want certain outcomes we become more and more open to whatever happens knowing that the results have never been in our control all we can do is do our best so <laughs> coming back to cooking all i can do is do my best <laughs> but that's the most important that is why maharaj said the road is the goal but we are so burdened by wanting to reach somewhere in a certain outcome we forget that and this approach of you take one step towards me and i take 10 towards you is this that if you dedicate all your actions to me if you remember me all the time knowing that i am there you needn't worry like you been worrying then this is going to happen that the source is going to take us in its wide open arms there is an assurance by lord krishna in the gita the same assurance is given by baba in the charitra that such a devotee who remembers me over everything else over food water clothing relative loved ones and remembers me alone to such a one i am indebted and he is my true devotee so this is a very very important assurance and what more can you know one ask for i mean baba has given so much he's ever present ever there with all of us so you know i would like to end it with that and i hope for me this is always new year guru purnima so i hope with uh, these assurances of baba we just stay in his remembrance always yes and i would like to wish everyone a most auspicious guru purnima may it be fulfilling at all levels may it provide an impetus for one's spiritual journey in the year ahead and may the grace of the almighty of sai baba fill your life fill your cup fill your heart and fill your awareness om sai ram